Good morning, church. Welcome to our online family. We're so excited that you chose to tune in with us this morning. We know that God's gonna move even where you are. If you wouldn't mind just raising your hands to heaven, we're gonna jump right on into this. I just wanna bring honor to the Lord this morning. This is his house. You know, when you go in someone's house, you just, you bring them honor and pay them respect. So we're gonna usher in the Holy Spirit and just spend a few minutes welcoming him. So if you have your prayer language, you can just begin to just pray out, sing out, cry out. Lift an individual song of praise from your heart to him right now. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Jesus. Just lavish your love and praise on him. I know sometimes it's hard to get going first thing, but let's just start with our best, amen. Jesus, we love you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. We honor you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. We're just spending time honoring you and loving you. Come on, church. Let it rise. Let it rise. Yeah. Yeah, just let it rise. We welcome you, God. Have your way. Have your way. We love you, Jesus. love you, Jesus. Hmm. Oh, we love you, Father.
it. Come on, sing it out. For good, for the Lamb had conquered. Yes! Dead rose from their tombs. Those words, let there be light, and there was a war. And in that same breath, the stars fell in line with one voice, creation cries, You do all things well. You do all things well. So be
so good, God. When I think of all you've done and all the battles you brought me over, hallelujah. Come on, we got a reason to sing today. Hallelujah. And all the storms I saw you come, my own defense, my only song is hallelujah. Sing a praise to him today, amen.
Can we lift up a shout of praise? so compelled to share this morning. Um, ooh, struggling because my flesh is like, don't, but the spirit is like, share it. So um, just being real, we do real here. Um, about a year ago, I stood on this stage and I shared that my husband and I had had another miscarriage, that's four. Um, and we had always pictured ourselves with um, as many children as the Lord wanted to give us. And um, it's been a year and it was a trying season and there's many months where it doesn't come to pass and people are almost waiting. You know, you share something in, of a loss and um, that you're waiting for a promise and you do have opposition. You do have opposition even from some believers. And um, the waiting was really hard, but one thing as we're singing the song, I felt like the Lord was shared that one thing that didn't falter. Many things maybe were um, not shaken, but I was just like, Lord, I need to shut myself in with you and figure this out of what's going on. But my praise, I refuse to, to, to surrender or, or, or um, compromise my praise regardless of this past year. And so I'm here to share with you on this stage that I'm 11 weeks pregnant. <laughs> to make it about me, I'm actually sharing it because I felt the Holy Spirit say that there are some of you that have been holding on to a promise and you haven't seen it yet. And there's been some that have come against you, even in the name of Christianity saying, oh, well, where is it? Was it really God? But he's saying it is. And when he, if he's given you a promise, I just feel like you need to come to the front. You need to dance on your promise. Um, when we sing, um, may there never be a day. And, and God, like my, my song, no matter what comes my way, we were just singing that if that's okay, Landon, but you need to make a move and come to the front this morning because this isn't just to glorify what happened to me it's to remind you that if he did it for me he's gonna do it for you you're next so if you're ready 
ready for a promise breakthrough this morning? Or you feel discouraged or you feel unseen? God sees you and hears you. And I just invite you to come this morning and I want you to dance on your promise because this it says in the Bible, Satan's under our heel. So you're gonna dance on your promise this morning because it is a season of reaping the promises. So come on church, get excited. Get excited for miracles. Let there never be a day that I don't rise to bring you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let there never be a day that I don't rise to bring you praise. Hallelujah. Let there never be
Oh, the perfect Son of God in all his innocence. You're walking in the dirt with you and me. He knows what living is. He's acquainted with our grief. Man of sorrow, son of suffering. Oh, blood and tears, how can it be? There's a God who weeps. There's a God who bleeds. Oh, praise the one who would reach for me. Hallelujah to the Son of suffering. Sweet praise. Some imagine you down in mercy for
There's freedom in his presence. There's freedom in his presence. So when you're in his presence, whatever you came in with can and will, if you want it to, fall off. This morning in Dream Team, uh, as, we were, as we were worshiping and praising, I was over here uh, uh, just, just worshiping, praising, you know, calling on his name. And I felt like we accessed as a Dream Team a new area that I hadn't felt before. Now, let me remind you, we grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. So you should be experiencing something new every time you come into his presence. You should be. It shouldn't be last week's manna. It shouldn't even be yesterday's manna. You should be eating today's manna. You should be eating today's meat. We should be going on the hunt for something new today. And I was over here praying, and, uh, and I, felt, I felt like we accessed this, this new area of his presence. And when, when I was there, God was like, you're opening up this area because you're inviting me in. And when you do this, you open up for healing. And so I started praying into that. Okay, what, what, what do you want to do specifically today? What does that look like today? And he said, I, I felt it so strong in my spirit, mental health. And I was like, okay, so we're going to call for it. Is that what we're going to do? I feel a release from mental health this morning. I don't know how you battled. And I know that's a tough call to come up for. 
hey, I'm struggling with mental health. That's a, that's a tough call to come forward because now everybody around you is going to be like, uh-oh, they're going crazy. But I'm telling you, there's freedom in the house this morning. There's freedom in the house this morning. And you need to hear me. You need to hear me. You got about 300 cheerleaders around you. These people are not going to judge you. They're going to cheer you on. All we want to see is freedom in the house. It doesn't matter what it's attached to, what it could be, what it should be. It, it is freedom in the house this morning. And so if you're struggling this morning, you say, you know what? That's me. I need mental freedom. I've, I've got pressure, anxiety, depression, worry. All those things have literally been taking me and shoving me into a black hole. And today I want freedom. If that's you, I want you to come right here. We're going to pray for you this morning. If that's you, I want, you, I want to pray for you this morning. Yeah, yeah, good. Awesome, awesome, yeah. Good. Come on, come on. I know, I know, I know, I know. And you feel like you're all alone, but look around. You're not. There's freedom in his presence this morning. There's freedom in his presence this morning. You from what my word of God says, from what my Bible says is, you don't have to deal with this any longer. There's freedom in his name. Come on, Dr. Joe, step over here. AJ, bring him over. You guys, oh, come on, bring it in, bring it in. I want, I want people to come pray. I want people to come pray. We're going to lay hands on. Zay, you're doing this every week. Yeah, we're going to do it every week. I love it. We're praying for people. It's what the church is for. It's for freedom. It's for freedom. It's for freedom. Freedom in Jesus' name. Come on. I want you to start praying, church. Pray like you mean it. Pray like it's done. That's how we pray around here. We pray like it's done in Jesus' name. Freedom. Freedom in Jesus' name. Freedom in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Freedom over the mind. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's freedom in Jesus' name. We speak peace this morning. Peace this morning over anxiety, over worry, over depression. It must go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We speak freedom from the top of their heads to the tips of their toes. In Jesus' name, complete freedom. I pray depression, anxiety, and worry go back to the pit of hell where you came from. You don't belong here. Thank you, Jesus. You evil, foul spirits, you have to go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say it with me. Say there's freedom in his name. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say there's freedom in his name. Now, this gives a full new meaning to dancing until you see it. You see, here's the thing. At this church, we're weird. So if you don't like weird, we're probably not your church because we're weird. But let me, let me express something to you. When you do things to get out of your comfort zone, for him, you put your, yourself in a place to receive what he wants to give. There's just something about it. There's freedom in dance. There's freedom when you get out of your comfort zone and worship. There's freedom when you lift your hands higher than you normally would. There's freedom when you sing louder than you normally would. There's freedom when you do things you normally wouldn't do. There's freedom when you go and talk to somebody else about Jesus. There's freedom when you go and pray for someone else. There's freedom in it. It's obedience. That's one of our values here. Obedience is the key to life. And when you follow, when you follow the Word of God and all of His promptings for obedience, when you actually walk in that, Blessing and favor, follow it. Yeah. Obedience in all areas. So here's, here's what I want you to hear. I, I, I want you to hear me really well for all of you praying for freedom over the mind. When you go home today, the devil's going to try everything possible to make you relapse. Now hear me. I grew up with, with uh, my dad always saying, any thought that comes into your mind that is not from above, you're going to take captive and give it to him. So hear me, hear me. You have every right and strength. God gave you everything. Yes, you shall be tempted, but he'll give you a way out. He's going to give you the strength to battle that temptation. Oh, I'm getting scared. Nope. I take that thought captive and I give it to you. Oh, I'm worrying about tomorrow again. No, I'm not. I'm taking that thought captive and I'm giving it to you. You are going to build into yourself. Today is a building block for you to have strength to battle tomorrow. You're not gonna go home and be like, wow, I'm, I'm a new person. Yeah, he makes you new. And now it's up to you to keep it that way. It's that strength down deep inside from the tips of your toes to the top of your head that you're gonna be able to challenge what the enemy wants to bring your way. It stops here. Put a period there. Put a period there. It's not continuing. This is over. It's over. This is my house and as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, and the Holy Spirit resides in this place. He resides in this place. The spirit inside of me is stronger than the spirit that's inside of you. And so I trump you. I trump that. It can't stay here. It can't stand here. It will not reside here. Come on, every hand in this place, lift it up. Jesus, we claim freedom this morning. Freedom in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. I thank you for laughter. I thank you for laughter, Lord. I thank you that you're literally taking worry, anxiety, depression, and you're replacing it with laughter this morning. I thank you, Lord, that the joy of the Lord is here, it's present, and it's going to reside in these homes. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father.
We praise you, Father. Come on, give him thanks. Just give him thanks for a moment. Give him thanks for a moment. He's worthy. He's worthy. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. It's your honor over our dignity, God, so we give it all to you. <laughs> we give it all to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray the rest of this service is so anointed we can hardly sit in our chairs. We thank you, Jesus, for who you are, for what you've done already, but what you're going to do in the moments to come. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. I want you to hug a neck before you go back to your seat. had a prompting in my spirit, some of you that were battling for mental freedom this morning have been battling it for over 10 years. And God wants you to know today you're free. Amen. 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 I'm telling you, no longer held down by the ways of the enemy, but free in his name. some of you with children, they're not going to know who came home. You've been a certain way. Oh, man, I feel it so heavy. Since you had kids, you've been that way. Your kids aren't going to recognize you. Freedom. Freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can you give it up for the boss family as they come? And family and friends and whoever else wants to join in this escapade. to dedicate Anthony Isaiah Box. There he is. Yeah, I see you. The boss, baby. In Proverbs 22, verse 6, it says, train up a child in the way they should go so that when they are old, they will not depart from it. They won't turn from it. They won't go another way. We train young so that when they're old, they stick to the faith. We train young, we train hard now so that when they don't run. Uh, you know, we're talking this morning about the battle of the enemy, and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
But you train young, they know how to fight. Amen. In Psalms 127, verse 3 through 5, it says, Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. You better listen to me. You have my name. You better listen. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are, are, are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. I'm telling you, you, you have an arrow in your hand. You have three. Maybe more on the way, not sure. He's an arrow. They're arrows. And wherever you shoot them, wherever you, wherever you lead them to go, it's where they're going. But it's work. Not easy. Anybody that tells you parenting is easy, they're crazy. Now, it can be easy if you don't want a future for them. Just let them do their own thing. You can be their best friend. That's, that's really easy to be a friend. It's really hard to be a parent. You have to be daily in your word. You have to be consistent in prayer. And daily encounters matter. So with the Lord continually. And when you are, training up is not that hard anymore. Because God leads you every step of the way. Dylan and Victoria, you both love God with every ounce and fiber of your being. And you will now teach Anthony to do the same. As you love God and one another, you will model before Anthony a wonderful love for God that he will want for himself. But this is not just about Dylan and Victoria. Anthony has the benefit of the influence provided by his extended family who are backup support for his spiritual training. It is your responsibility to provide a caring, supportive group for this family. I ask each of you to be faithful in prayer for Dylan, Victoria, Cece, Fletcher, and Anthony. Support their efforts to establish a strong Christian home built on Christian principles. It's your responsibility to step in and help, to be the arms that held up the hands to say, we're going to win this battle no matter what. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. He's already got plans for Anthony. He's already got plans for Anthony. He had plans for Anthony before Anthony was here. And he's equipped you with the proper tools. You just have to access them. Mark 10, 16, it says, and he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them and blessed them. And I got to hold this little squirmy bug. Come on. You all right? You all right? He's a blessing. Remember, he's a gift. Anthony's a gift to the house. He's a gift to us. Remember, you have, we're, we're their support team. We come alongside and we say, hey, how can we make his life better? How can we show him? How can we lead him? How can we guide him? How can I get involved in the kids' wing so that I can help train him? Like literally, like ask yourself that question. How can I be a part of his spiritual growth? Be a poorer. We talk all the time about being a poorer. Be a poorer. Hey, Anthony, you know why I love Jesus? Let me tell you a few stories about what he's done for me. Be a poor. Come on, can you stretch out your hands to Anthony this morning? Jesus, this morning we pray blessing 
and favor all over his life and the days ahead. God, I pray that you would instill inside him strength today. Lord, I pray wisdom and discernment forever beyond his years. Lord, we love you and thank you, Lord. I thank you for willpower to stay on track. Lord, I thank you that you're going to give him discernment to see things what, that other people cannot see. Lord, ears to hear things that other people cannot hear. We love you and thank you, Lord. Thank you for his life. Thank you for where you're taking him. Lord, today we choose to give him back to you. We love you so much, Jesus. I pray this morning for Dylan and Victoria, Lord. I pray blessing over them this morning. I pray blessing over their home. I pray blessing over their life. Lord, I pray blessing over their jobs this morning. I pray blessing over their kids this morning, God. Lord, I pray that you would pour out your spirit upon them, God. Let your Holy Spirit be present in their home. We love you and thank you, Jesus, for all that you are. And everybody said? Amen. Come on, everybody said? Amen. 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 We give Anthony back to you to teach, to train. We got a Bible and, and, uh, and some manly colored flowers. Oh, with, with, with uh, some hemp strings, so that makes it better. To teach and train to the future days ahead and strength. Come on, can we give it up for the boss family? Amen. God's doing a lot, and we want you to watch us to check it out. What's up, Power Place family? My name is Billy, and I am the community pastor here at the Power Place. We want to welcome you this morning. If you're new here, be sure to grab a new here card and the seat back in front of you, fill that out, and drop it off at the connection bar on your way out of service. We're actually going to have a gift for you. It's a voucher for a free Rita's water ice. Aside from grabbing that voucher, we, you can check out everything we have going on here at the Power Place by talking and connecting with the people at the Connection Bar. If you've not yet heard, well, the Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to be empowered by His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage with your world. And Power Place women, we have an awesome opportunity for you guys to encounter His presence this coming Tuesday at Women's Night. It's going to start at 6.30, and you definitely do not want to miss out on all God has in store. Lauren Smack is going to be bringing an awesome word, and there's also going to be food, so come hungry. Power Place family, we're going to be having Water Baptism Sunday on Sunday, October 16th. Now, if you don't know what Water Baptism is and you're interested, it is your outward expression of the inward commitment that you have made to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and let him come and wash you clean. Now, if you're interested in signing up for that, you can do so on our church center app. Simply go on events, sign ups, and you can sign up right there on the app. We just finished up our third week here at the Power Place Academy. We are already hearing some amazing testimonies of how not only the kids' lives being changed, but their home family lives as well. It's just been an absolutely incredible thing to see happen here and see how God moves through these kids and their families. And that's just a quick update here for the Power Place Academy, but we look forward to continually seeing the growth as these kids build upon not just an academic foundation, but a spiritual foundation. 
For more information and to continue to keep up with everything we have going on here, from men's night to women's night to young adults to water baptisms, be sure to follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we're going to have an opportunity to give back today. There's many ways you can do that, as we know. You can drop off at the boxes on your way out of service, you can give via snail mail, the Church Center app, our website, or you can text to give at 84321. This week's core value at the Power Place is obedience. And we say obedience is the key to life. We live by the nudge of the Holy Spirit and the power of God's Word. As He leads, we follow. We're going to get to hear a little bit more about our core value obedience. Let's give it up, Pastor Jeremy, as he comes and unpacks that core value this morning. All right. Good morning, everybody. How are we feeling this morning? Man, after that worship service, I feel like I could just go home and that's good. No, no, no. No, honestly, today uh, I'm excited because I get to yet again wrap up another series that we've been going through uh, here at the Power Place. But first, I want to test out your uh, knowledge of our core values here. You guys ready? Are you sure? Okay. All right. So, after I say the word, all right, I want you to call out what it means to, to this church, okay? Honor. Honor, Honor up. Honor all right. Truth. Man. Stewardship. Excellence. Unity. Cannot stand. Real, we don't do fake. Health, daily encounters with the Lord matter. Wait, let me repeat that. Health, daily encounters with the Lord matter. And loud, his honor. Man, you can tell where the staff is sitting, okay? Um, no, no, no. But uh, so out of all these uh, core values, I, I mean, obviously, they saw it fitting to give the kids pastor obedience. Um, so let me tell you, uh, I can definitely tell those of you that had that core value in your home. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm kidding. I love you all and all of your kids. Um, it's an unconditional love. Uh, 9.30 to 11 every Sunday morning. Anyways, no. Um, so anyways, no, this morning, our core value is obedience and we say here at the Power Place that obedience is the key to life. It's the key to life. All right, let's pray before we get into this. Father, we thank you for this morning. God, I thank you for your word that has power. It has authority to change the situation that we are walking in. It has the authority to speak into situations that we're in the middle of. And God, it shows us the future that you promise us. So God, I pray that every single mind, every single ear, every single heart would be open to receiving exactly what your word says this morning. And God, help us as we learn about obedience to be obedient to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. 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 So uh, like I said, we're wrapping up a two-month, well, it's like the past two months, uh, this series on core values here at the Power Place. Uh, and so, you know, leading up to the, like this Sunday, I was literally going back and forth and literally flipping through the Bible. I'm like, okay, God, what, what story in the Bible talks about obedience? 
That one. That one. That one. That. So I'm sorry, but I don't have like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reference some, but I'm not going to dive into just one because the whole Bible, it's about obedience. It, it, it's a theme of the Bible amongst all these other themes of honor, truth, stewardship, excellence, unity, real, health, and loud. And I want you guys to know, maybe you're sitting here today for the first time, you're like, wait a minute. It sounded kind of weird when everybody was repeating all those things back. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. It's not weird. Well, it is, it is weird because, like pastors, they said, we're a weird church, okay? Not weird as in, like, just odd. We're just out of the box. We don't want to live our lives in the box. We want to live in obedience to what God is mandating for this church. So that's exactly what it's like. That's exactly what it is uh, week to week here at the Power Place. Um, so speaking of obedience, as you can tell throughout the entire Bible, uh, obedience is all throughout it. But also, if you've read your Bible... I mean, even the first book, there's also disobedience, which is the opposite of obedience, disobedience, all right, to what God's word is speaking. But this morning, we're going to kind of dive into, um, you know, different, uh, different scriptures, different references and all these things. Um, but I want you guys to understand that for obedience, there is a consequence. And we say here that obedience is the key to life. Well, there's also a consequence for disobedience. And uh, if my mom was here, she would amen me by saying, I've, I felt both. More so when I was a kid, I felt the consequence of disobedience, okay? But before we get into all of this, um, I have a small video because when it comes to kids, kids are hilarious, all right? Kids are honestly, they're comedians without even trying to be comedians. My favorite things are when they come in and they tell me and Miss Priscilla, my wife over here, they tell us your family secrets, okay? <laughs> they, they come in, and you could even tell them the minute before they walk in the door, all right, Johnny, hey, don't say anything to PJ. <laughs> okay, mom, uh-huh. PJ, guess what? Literally. So let's watch this uh, short video on just obedience, simple obedience. right there, but you cannot eat it, Mama, until I go get the baby. Wait, okay? Okay. Wait. Don't eat it yet. Don't eat it yet. Okay, wait. Wait till I come back, okay? Wait. 
Remember that candy challenge from like 2020? Yeah, okay. I, I, listen, that, that video, that's like a three-minute clip from a 16-minute video. And yes, I watched the whole entire clip because it was just, it was so awesome to see different kids' reactions and everything like that. Um, but so speaking of children, all right, that's, that's the route I'm going to go today if that's cool with you guys. Is that cool? All right, so today we're going to talk about obedience. And so every good parent in the room that's something that you desire from your children, right? You desire obedience from your children. As Pastor Zay said, and I love the fact that we had a baby dedication uh, on uh, the Sunday that I was preaching about obedience because that's exactly uh, what Jesus talks about in John 14, 15, all right? The bosses, they're gonna raise up their children to walk in the ways of the Lord because we know that the Bible says that train a child in the way they should go and when they grow older, they will not depart from it, okay? So John 14, 15, it says this. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And so like I said, every good parent in the room, you desire every waking moment. Well, you wake up before your kids, but you desire every waking moment for your kids to be obedient to you. Even more so, the Father in heaven desires his children to be obedient to him, all right? But here's the thing. Like we saw in this video, the opportunities given to us to show our obedience will sometimes, most of the times, come in ways that we will least expect. And your response to them shows your maturity in your relationship with the Lord. So uh, I, I didn't have the candy challenge when I was a kid. Uh, I have in this bag this, uh, yeah, I'm a kid's pastor. I have an object lesson today. You guys ready for that? Cool. All right, so I have in this bag um, something that I had a hard time being obedient with, all right, growing up. And it was probably like a weekly basis for me. Um, so let's see. All right. Y'all know what this is? Okay, some of the parents are like, oh, I know where he's going with this. All right, so what is this? It's a happy meal. All right, who is hungry right now? Okay, all right, all the youth. Yeah, of course, of course. Okay, uh, so I don't have any food in here, but this happy meal, to me, when I thought back to my childhood, uh, it, it represents um, those times that, yes, I was obedient and also times that I was disobedient because, like I said in the beginning, uh, there are consequences for both. And so my mom, what she would do, we would be at McDonald's and back in like the 90s, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm a young buck, okay, I was born in the 90s. Uh, back in the 90s, uh, they had like video games, like you could play the Nintendo 64 at the play place at McDonald's. They don't have that now. They have barely anything, um, like a stinky, smelly ball pit that who knows what's 
underneath those balls. But anyways, so my mom would consistently say, and let me just show you, there, there are things inside of this box, okay? Now, I didn't get the food. They just gave me. So I would always want chicken nuggets, all right? Chicken nuggets, all right? Who likes the chicken nuggets? Hey, you love the chicken nuggets? Okay. All right. Well, I don't have any, sorry. Um, so the chicken nuggets and then the French fries, all right? The French fries. And uh, we'll just pretend this is a, I don't know, high C orange because that's what I got as, as a child. I wasn't allowed to have soda because it was too sugary, um, but high C, anyway, never mind. All right. So we were at McDonald's. We were trying to be healthy at McDonald's. It doesn't work. All right. So I would go in and literally every kid wants one thing out of the Happy Meal. That, like, every time I would go to McDonald's as a kid, I wouldn't go to the menu like I do as an adult, like, hmm, hmm, what do I want today? No, what does every kid do when they run into McDonald's? They check out what toys are available. And I'm sorry, it's not the 90s anymore. The toys at McDonald's are trash, okay? They're like cardboard. They literally last one second and they're broken. But every kid, when they go into McDonald's, there's that big yellow toy display, and they're like this. That's why it's like smudgy and everything when you walk in, because the faces of the previous child was all over it, and now your child's face is all over it, uh, getting their germs and everything like that. But anyways, so finally I'm like, oh my gosh, mom, I hope I get this. I want this one. And so we sit down, we go to eat, you know, and... Get one chicken nugget, mmm, mmm, okay. Take a little french fries, dip in the ketchup, mmm, okay, good. Okay, mom, I'm done. What does every mom say? Well, before you get your toy, just a little more. Eat a little bit more, okay, oh, okay. Like, I can see the toy in the McDonald's Happy Meal, all right? Um, Okay, I'll eat one more chicken nugget, mom. Is that cool? No, no, eat all your fries and one more chicken nugget. Oh my gosh. So then finally, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap up this, okay? But then finally, I, I eat what she tells me to eat and then I get the reward, which honestly, the reward, again, it's a Pokemon card. Uh, never mind, never mind. I'm not gonna go there, but it's a Pokemon card. That's what they have for toys in the McDonald's Happy Meals. That's a whole nother sermon for another day. Um, anyways, so... Back then, I got like the legit Hot Wheels car, okay? Um, anyways, I, I wish I had them with me. So every child, a child, I'm going to keep this right here, all right? That's for you, Pastor Landon, later, okay? Um, so every child, when they go into McDonald's, right away, the toy is known as a what? A reward, right? A reward. And that's why as a parent, as a good parent, you tell your child, no, 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 don't go straight for the toy. You can have the toy after you do this, okay? You can have the reward after you listen and eat your McNuggets, okay? Um, but here's what 1 Corinthians 13, 11 says. It says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. So if you know your Bible, you know that 1 Corinthians 13, it's known as the love chapter. 
But this morning, and praying and, and preparing and leading up to, to today, I'm like, Lord, yeah. And even like all the staff were like joking earlier this week, oh man, Jeremy, you got obedience. That's the easiest one. Yeah, I mean, it can be. All these can be easy to preach about, but honestly, it, 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 it wasn't for me because I was like, Lord, I know there's something deeper to obedience. There's something deeper that maybe in the church we're not talking about that often, but we need to talk about it, and that's called the fear of the Lord. It's called the fear of the Lord. How many of you guys have heard about the fear of the Lord before? Okay, all right. If you haven't, let me explain something to you. It's not, oh my gosh, I'm afraid of the Lord. He's so big and scary. No, we say here at the power place that you, you fear the Lord because you're afraid to be away from his presence. That's why health is so important because daily encounters with the Lord matter. Daily time in his presence, it matters. Because when you're in his presence, everything becomes clear. When you're in his presence, things take place. Healings take place. Mental illness goes. Physical healings happen. Salvation happens. That's why I got up here and I said, man, after that worship time, I could just go home. I'm full. But, but this morning, I feel like the Lord wants us to talk about the fear of the Lord. All right? And Proverbs 9, 10, it says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Y'all heard this, this verse before, right? Or you've heard it quoted before. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is insight. So literally last night, just last night when I'm praying and I'm like going over my notes again and reading through the scriptures again, I read that verse and I'm like, man, I've heard that verse my entire life. I was born and raised in church. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. I never, I never really knew that second half of that verse. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know, I didn't hear that part. All I knew was the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. All right, cool. Well, well okay, that's cool. Like, I, I want the fear of the Lord, but Lord, I don't really know you. So I'm looking at this verse and it says, the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. How many of you all know knowledge and wisdom are two different things? Okay. The easiest way I like to put it is knowledge is knowing something. Wisdom is putting what you know to action. When we read the word of God, and I don't have it in my notes, but the word of God says that be doers of the word and not hearers only. And that's not, that's just a very short part of that verse, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. So that means that, hold on, wait a minute, Jeremy. You mean to tell me that my relationship with the Lord isn't just coming to the power place on a Sunday morning at 9.30? Man, I was singing every song. Maybe not on key, but I was singing every song. I had my hand raised and I was telling, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. I thank you. Thank you for saving. Thank you for all you do. Monday morning rolls around and maybe you're, maybe you're not, you don't have those same words. And I love that last song. I, I love, I mean, I love all the songs. But that last song, Son of Suffering, it, it talks about a God who he acquainted, he, he, he acquainted himself with us. We don't serve a God. We don't preach about a God. We don't read about a God that has no clue of what we walk through on a daily basis. 
Jesus himself spent 33 years here on earth. Could he have easily, because he's the son of God, could he have easily just come as a man, died on a cross, and boom, there's our sin, forgiven. Could he have done that? Absolutely. But no, he didn't do that. Why? Because he knew He knew that obedience, it doesn't just happen. Obedience is something that's taught. Obedience is something that's learned over time. That's why as a child, as a child, I went in, and as a child, your appetite isn't as big as when you're 29 years old, okay? Now, I'm looking at this happy moment like, four chicken nuggets? I know I can get 20 of these suckers for Five bucks, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get 20 chicken nuggets because I'm hungry. I'm an adult now. I need to eat more. Let me tell you this morning, there are so many, if not just one, there are so many of you in this service right now that you treat your relationship with the Lord as if you're just a child. You're like, Lord, I only want a little bit. I want the reward. God, no, 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 no. I, I run into your house every Sunday morning. And my face is like this on the altar. Just like my face was when I was six years old at the McDonald's toy display. <gasps> Mom, look, look, it's the, it's the Hot Wheel I want. You come in here every Sunday morning and you treat your relationship as if you're still six years old. You treat your relationship with the Lord as if you're still six years old. And hold on, hold on. I'm not up here just like, man, the kid's pastor, he's rough. Does he speak to my child like this? Like, yeah, I do, actually. I, 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 listen, I give them the exact, and I've said this to me before, and I, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but truth is truth, and it'll always be true. Uh, I preach the same exact word. Like, like this, this part right here that's highlighted, like I'll, I'll read it word for word to your children because your children understand. Why does a child understand so much? Because guess what? They're growing See where I'm going with this? As a child, I would walk into McDonald's and I would plaster my face up against that, sorry, Ryan. I would plaster my face up against that uh, toy display that was probably really disgusting. And it's probably why I had colds as a child. But, and I would say, mom, I want this, I want this. But as an adult, when you run into the house of the Lord, when you run into his presence, Let's not just run into his presence, whether it's here or on a Monday morning in your house or whatever. Don't just run into his presence and be like, God, give me, give me, give me, give me. I want it, I want it, give me, give me, give me. I want it, I want it. Guess what? Because just like my mom in this four-piece nugget with the small fry and the little high sea orange, my mom knew that there had to be steps before I received that reward. There had to be steps. And, and you, hey, Listen, you're six years old, Jeremy. Maybe you don't realize how hungry you are, but I'm going to realize it two hours later if you don't eat this, okay? And uh, every parent in the room said, amen, Amen. okay? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Uh, Also, I know when your kids don't eat breakfast, trust me, we have to deal with them, okay? Uh, But as I said, obedience, it doesn't just happen. It is the fruit that comes from your fear of the Lord. So the fear of the Lord is the starting point. I talked about love just a few moments ago, but guess what? All of these, I was talking to Pastor Luke earlier this week, and I'm like, man, it's, it's crazy 
how much uh, all these core values that we have in the power place, they just kind of tie into each other. And you need, you can't just have one without the, like with not having the other. You have to have all of them. So, so when, when I realized that, I'm like, wait, okay, Lord, please tell me, like, what do I start with? Where, where am I going? Like, what, where's my starting point? And he spoke to me so clearly, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. How are you gonna know how to honor unless you fear the Lord? How are you gonna know what truth is unless you know the Lord? Unless, how are you gonna be, oh, hold on, touchy subject in church. How are you gonna be a good steward of what you have unless you fear the Lord, unless you're obedient to what he's given you and, you're, and he's calling you to give to his house? How are you gonna know what excellence is if you don't fear the Lord who is perfect? How are you gonna be unified? Because that's what the Bible calls us to be, unified. Hebrews 10, 25, don't forsake this assembling of yourselves. Some of you online, I'm gonna talk to you for a second. I don't know which camera is on me. You've been sitting in that room for the last two years and you feel that you're supposed to be in the house. Guess what? Today's your day. Be obedient. Come out. Okay? Get into the house of God. The fear of the Lord, it'll teach you how to be real. Trust me. Okay? (laughs) The fear of the Lord, it'll cause you to be healthy spiritually and physically. The fear of the Lord, well, as David knew, it was his honor over our dignity. The fear of the Lord, you're obedient because you know, you know that it's the key to life. You know obedience is the key to life. It's impossible to be fully obedient and consistently walk in holiness unless you have the fear of the Lord in your life. Well, Jeremy, how, like, okay, fear of the Lord, I, I, I never, that's a weird, that's a weird uh, uh, phrase you're saying there. I don't, I don't know how to, how to what, what I do. Ah, Lord, ah. Like, no, 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 don't, don't get all, hold on, just wait. It's just like anything with the Lord. God, teach me. God, I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm open. I'm here to be taught by you. Is it gonna be simple? Some of you are sitting in here and you, you've, you've, you've felt that knock on the heart, on your heart, that Jesus is trying to come in, he's trying to take over your life. But you wanna hold on to your sin for what reason? For what benefit? You're, be, you're being obedient to the things of the world, not being obedient to the things of the Lord. Because guess what? There's obedience and disobedience. There's obedience. There's consequences for obedience. There's also consequences for disobedience. There's godly obedience. There's worldly obedience. Okay? Worldly is obviously, you know, I, I make fun of it, but, it, you know, my mom telling me, hey, Jeremy, look, come on. Eat that, eat that nuggy, all right? Eat that nuggy, all right? <laughs> eat, the, eat the chicken nugget. Okay, mom, because then you'll get your toy. You'll probably break it tomorrow, but hey, you'll still get it. Then there's godly obedience. Hey, Adam and Eve, look. Look at all these things I have for you. It, it, this is the garden of perfection. I'm walking with you, but guess what? Wait, 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 okay? But don't touch, don't touch that tree. That all, you see all these trees, all these, just don't touch that tree. Just don't do that. Okay, cool. Yes, Lord. Like every child, when, when you say, 
in the candy challenge, right? Don't touch that. I'm going to walk away. Don't touch that. Okay. A lot of you are like the second girl. She's just like, <sighs> doesn't care. That's cool. Some of us are in that, uh, that situation that the third girl was in. She sees it in front of her, and she's like, huh? No. Not now. Now? No. No, not now. And I love her reaction. That's why I stopped at that one, because when, when the mom came back, the girl was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you know, but here at the Power Place, the staff, we love to scare each other. It's like a love language. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to say that. It has nothing to do with this message. But the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. So Adam and Eve in the garden, they heard, they heard the Lord tell them, all this can be yours. Just don't touch that. And a lot of you, like, you're in here, you're like, well, yeah, that's simple, duh. I'm 40-something years old. I don't need to be told, don't touch that. I'm not going to touch it, duh. But Adam and Eve, they, they went and they were like, huh, all right, okay. Obviously, there's more to it. I'm just kind of summarizing it. And then what happened for, this, for their disobedience? They were kicked out of the garden. But hold on. There's, there's more to this, okay? So is it going to be simple to be obedient? No, it's not simple. I want to tell you now. I'm going to tell you. Not, it shouldn't be a well-known secret, but some, some Christians have not lived their lives, and they portrayed a lie that isn't true, that the Christian life is not a simple life, okay? That God does not promise all roses and lilies and all these things, okay? He doesn't promise a picture-perfect walk, he doesn't promise a picture-perfect life. But what he does promise is eternal life. Jesus knew that himself. And so in Matthew 26, if you, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Matthew 26, verse 36 to 45. It says this. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Okay, all right. Okay, disciples, this is a commandment. If you, remember, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Okay, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. Now that watch doesn't mean like, it's not just like this, okay? How many of you guys like nature? You guys like nature? All right, come, come on. All the guys in the room, you know you like nature. You're about to spend like 10 hours a day out in nature here soon. All right, all right. Anyways, hunting season is upon us. I don't really hunt. Anyways, okay. So it says this, my soul is very sorrowful. Even to death, remain here and watch with me. Stay awake with me. And going a little farther, he, Jesus, fell on his face and prayed, saying, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, hold on, let's stop right there. If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. <laughs> Some of you are here this morning, and you're like, man, I'm walking through this thing. I just can't handle it anymore. I'm, God, take it from me. Please take it from me. Take it from me. That's what you're saying, but you forget this second part. 
Jesus himself said, but nevertheless, I don't care what I'm feeling. I don't care how much sorrow I'm feeling. He said, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleep. He found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, so could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So my question to you there would be, what are you operating out of? Again, because we know that God's mercies are renewed every day. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, my father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping. Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And again, he came and found them sleeping for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, sleep and take your rest later on. See the hour is at hand and the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. So the disciples had in that moment, they had the commandment of staying awake, praying, petitioning heaven. That was their, that was their commandment. Did they do it on the first time? No. All right. Well, God, I know your mercies are renewed every single day. I'm going to try again today. Did they do it a second time? What happened the second time? They fell asleep. All right, disciples, I'm gonna give you one more time, one more chance, okay? I know his mercies are renewed every day. I'm gonna try again today. Guess what? Like I said before, your relationship and your walk with the Lord, it's not lip service. It's not about lip service. Let me say it again. Your relationship with the Lord is not about lip service, Okay? We believe in a God that when he comes in to your life, we believe in a God that is called by his word, he's an all-consuming fire. Man, your kids know that from kids camp, okay? All right, uh, Cameron Murray knows that for sure because I was standing right here and I had this flash paper, which is like, it's like kind of magic paper, just disappears when, it, when it's lit in fire. And I threw this paper up, and we had sin, you know, different sins listed on the paper. And we were just talking about how God is in, he's an all-consuming fire. When his presence comes in and invades every single thing of the world, every single thing of the flesh, it disappears, okay? And so she was sitting right there where Victoria's sitting right now, okay? Now I wish I had that flash paper. Anyways, so he's sitting right, she's sitting right there. And I lit the thing on fire, and when you throw it up, it's supposed to just disappear. This one was a dud because it went, Oh, okay. But thank God, right there, okay, like right about here, it disappeared. But she was freaked out, okay? And uh, thank God that her parents are great friends of ours, and we're not, we're not facing any lawsuits or anything like that, okay? Anyways, the reason Jesus was so obedient to the point of death was because he knew his position as the son, and the commandment that he had from his father. Yeah. 
And here's where it gets me. Because we know that we know that God has always been God. He always will be God. He is God. He's always known every single thing about you before your life even started. He's known, he, he even knows what's gonna happen 50 years from now, if you're still around. Okay. He knows what's happening in your life right now. So my question to you is, are you being obedient to what he's calling you to do? Not just, well, yeah, I mean, I went there and I've done that. No, no, no. Our God is a God of order. He's a God of detail. He cares about the big details that everybody in your life sees, and he cares about the small private details that no one in your life sees because it's private. So that's, what, that's where obedience comes into play with, with us as adults. We've learned the basics from our parents, but now you are supposed to be a good steward of your relationship with the Lord. Don't be a stupid steward. Be a good steward and steward your relationship with the Lord in the right way. Meaning that even in the private moments that nobody sees, you're obedient to what the word of God says. Not, eh, eh. nah, no one's around. Okay. And whatever that thing is. Because guess what? If you're doing that, you're compromising your relationship with the Lord. If you're doing those things, and I don't need to name off these things, you know what you're dealing with. You know what you're struggling with. But so many times God is, is saying, hey, come on, give it up. Give it up. Just give it up. Stop doing it. Give it up. Full surrender. Full surrender. You could go back and ask yourself, man, I keep finding myself going back to this thing. How much do I fear the Lord? When, when I left, uh, the, the, day, the day that I left for Bible college, I, uh, I went to Sheets Gas Station, praise the Lord, but I'm a Wawa guy now, sorry. Um, <laughs> so I went to Sheets Gas Station, filled up my car, and I'm like, all right, man, here we go. Lord, I'm, I'm ready for you. I'm ready for what you have. I looked in my center console, and uh, you guys mind if I be real with you for a second? But we don't do fake. Okay, anyways. So I looked in my center console, and I saw a pack of cigarettes. I used to smoke. I used to drink. I used to party. I used to do all that mess. So I looked at the pack of cigarettes, and I said, ah, uh, uh, Hmm. Contemplated with myself for a little bit. I said, well, I guess I don't need these anymore. Now, all the, all the while, all the while, like leading up to that, like when I was younger, my mom used to smoke. I knew so many of my friends used to smoke. And everybody in my life was always saying, man, don't ever start smoking. It's going to be a hard habit to kick. It's, it's impossible to quit cold turkey. Guess what? Nothing is impossible with God. All things are possible through him who gives me strength. So I looked at that and I said, ah, 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 ah. I threw it in the trash. Guess what? I haven't touched one since, okay? And that was back in 2013. I haven't touched one since. So here, here's, my, here's my whole thing, okay? You might be like, well, 
Jesus didn't know about smoking. He didn't smoke. He was perfect. You're asking me to be like Jesus? I'm not asking you to be Jesus. I'm asking you, yes, to be like Jesus. Read his word. Find out his ways. Find out his heart. Find out that even in my mess, even the month before going to Bible college, let me just tell you, Bible college doesn't change you. Okay, all right. Well, that was a little quiet. Bible college doesn't change you. You could, you, could have went to, you could have went to church all your life like me and say, man, oh, I'm good. I'm going to Bible college, okay? Look at me. Look at me. I'm, I'm going to get that pastor uh, certificate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have all these uh, speaking uh, uh, moments, and I'm going to be on TV. And uh, No, no, no. Bible college doesn't change you. A title doesn't change you, okay? You hear me? Education doesn't change you. You could have all the knowledge in the world, but you could be the dumbest person alive. <laughs> I'm not going to get here, you know, political, because we could go on and on about this. But, um, but here's the thing. What changes you is your daily encounter. What changes you is the presence of God. What changes you is being obedient to every single detail that God is speaking to you in your life. I look at this Happy Meal again, and I'm like, man, my, 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 my main thing that I always said to my mom, or the, the main thing that my mom always said to me was, just a little more, just a little more, just a little more. My reaction was, <sighs> Jeremy, stop playing the Nintendo 64 McDonald's, just a little more chicken nuggets. let's flip the script on that for a second. Some of you may be in the room, you're, 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 you're t- you tell yourself every single day, all right, I made it one more day. I can, ma- I, can, I can make it through the day. Just a little more, just a little more. You're trying to achieve something that the world sets its eyes on. You're trying to achieve something that the world sees as a reward. You're, you're focused on something different than what the reward of obedience is, and that's eternal life, obedience to God's word. So every single day you wake up and you're saying, just a little more. All right, I made, I made it to Monday. Ooh. Yesterday, man, that kid's pastor, why does he talk so much? I made it to Monday, just a little more. All right, I made it another week. I made it just a little more. And after time, you're gonna notice that that thing that you're going after, it doesn't have that reward or that feeling that you're seeking after. It doesn't have that fulfillment that you're seeking after. I'm gonna do something this morning. It might offend some people. Who cares? All right, so I don't even know what this is. But here, here's what happens, okay? When we go after the rewards of the world, we go after the rewards of the world and they're worthless. These things are worthless. Most of the time, it's funny that these are Pokemon cards. I'm going to speak on it. This is demonic. Okay? That, that's all I'm going to say. We'll talk later. 
The rewards of the world are things that, yes, they are demonic. Why? It's because the enemy is like, here, here you go. Here, just a little more. Come on. Just a little more. Just a little more. So you're going after the reward that ends up ending in death. It doesn't end in eternal life. So what are we going to do? Forget about that reward. Throw it in the trash. Turn your eyes to Jesus because guess what? Jesus knows exactly what you're going through. He knows every single detail of what you're walking through. And so many times you guys are walking in this way of, oh, I'm just going to go a little more. I'm just going to go a little more. I'm going to walk one more step. I'm going to go one more week. Oh, just help. Sometimes you pray to me, say, God, just help me make it to this month. All he's asking for is your obedience in something that you're being disobedient in. That's not the will of God for you, okay? And like I said, the reason Jesus was obedient to the point of death is because he knew his position. He knew the commandment from the Father. And he knew all this while knowing that we would have so many moments of disobedience throughout our lives. He knew on the cross, he saw Jeremy when he was a teenager. And he knew that I was gonna make that decision. I was gonna give myself to somebody. He knew that I was gonna make the decision to put alcohol to my lips. He knew that I was gonna make the decision to just smoke more. He knew that I was gonna go to that party and I was gonna make very, very bad decisions. And all the while, Jesus was on the cross and he said, forgive him, Father, for you know it's not what he does. Guess what? That love is still available to you right now. That forgiveness is available to you right now. And ultimately, what happens to receive, what, what's the action that you need in order to receive eternal life? It's repentance. It's repentance. That's another thing that we don't hear a lot of sometimes. Okay, when, we, when you hear repentance from like some preacher on Instagram, which that's kind of rare, but you, you hear repentance, you're like, eh, eh, nah, I like my comfort zone. I like my comfortability. No, Jesus knew that we would turn our backs on him so many times, yet he was still obedient to the plan of God that God had sending him into the world. And Jesus knew that his obedience, Jesus, this isn't anything new. What I want you to understand is what we have here at the power place, the core values, don't get weird with us. Don't be like, oh, well, now they're just being legalistic. No, get out of here with that nonsense. Well, I mean, if you think the Bible is legalistic, then yeah, that's a deeper issue. But we're just backing it up with the Bible. We're being obedient to the word of God. We're being obedient to what God is mandating for this church. He's calling us into greater things. He's calling us into more and so I, 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 I promise you this morning that God is calling you to do more. He's calling you because he wants you to do more. Can I give a quick testimony? And I asked his permission earlier uh, this morning. I got this text. Everybody know Chad Weldon? Raise your hand if you know Chad Weldon. If you don't, it's all good. So Chad, everybody know the Masters Baker in Westchester? Okay. If you don't, you, you better know. Um, anyways, Chad Weldon texted me in the middle of worship. And he said this, hey man, another miracle. Oh, sweet, 
awesome. I was like, all right, I was excited. He set me up, okay? He said, so Becky was helping me deliver yesterday, deliver cakes, had all three of our kids in the car out in Lancaster. She just dropped off the last cake and was heading home when she went through a green light and another car blew through their red light and T-boned our car. Becky's car flipped over and landed back onto its wheels. Beck and the three kiddos walked out with no cuts, broken bones, or major bruises. They only had seatbelt and airbag bruising. All the windows broke in the car, and not one piece of glass was on them. You cannot sit here this morning and say, God doesn't care about the small details in my life. He cares so much that he's not going to allow a single piece of sharp glass to touch those children. And then he says, just like what Pastor Jay said, come on. Angels had that car in their hands, and they said, not today, Satan. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's his text. But hold on. That go, it goes deeper than that. It goes way deeper than that. I remember a few months ago, yeah, a few months ago, like before the summer, we had a men's night. And I remember standing over here during the response time, and Chad Weldon came up to me. And you know what he said to me? This literally, the, Chad, thank you, because I know you're watching online. Thank you for being obedient to that night. Because Chad came over to me right here, and he said, he goes, Jeremy, I asked him, what do you, what do you want to pray for? He goes, I just want to be obedient to what God is calling me to do. I want full surrender. I want to be a good steward. Everything that God's called me to do, I, I, I want more of them. I want more of them. So we prayed. And it's because of that step of obedience. God, he, he felt the tugging on his heart, like many of you are feeling right now. He felt the tug on his heart to step forward into something more. And it's because of those actions that you make, those choices that you make, when something bad does happen, because like I said earlier, your walk with the Lord isn't gonna be all roses and daisies. Trials are gonna come, hardships are gonna come, hard days are gonna come. But in the midst of it, guess what? Because Jesus didn't come at 33 years old, just right out of heaven. All right, I'm here, let's go. Let's down on the cross today. No, he said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come as a baby. I'm gonna run away from my parents at 12 years old to stay in the temple to learn, to get wisdom, to get knowledge, to get insight. And I'm, I'm gonna walk this life that all of you guys are walking through. I'm gonna walk with you. Again, I, I love this. I love that song. And worship team, you can come. I'll get my happy meal out of the way. I, I love that song, Son of Suffering, because it talks about a God who bleeds. You can't sit here and tell me, well, this God bled, this God, this, no. There's one God who bleeds. There's one God who heals. There's one God who saves. There's one God who delivers. There's one God who redeems. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. So if Jesus can be obedient to the point of death, then guess what? It is possible for you to be obedient to him and saying yes to everything in your day. If you turn with me, Hebrews, Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12, 1 to 13. 
says this, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings to us so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, looking to who? The founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He knew what God was calling him to and he wasn't going, all right, I guess I gotta do this. No, it says for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. That was his reward for his obedience. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. It's not impossible to be free from this addiction. It's not impossible to be free from pornography. It's not impossible to be free from depression. Are you hearing me this morning? All you have to do is say, God, yes, I'm here. I'm ready. Set me free. Hold on, we're not done yet. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when, he, when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? Pastor Zay said it clear as can be. God didn't come just to be a friend. If he came just to be a friend, we wouldn't know forgiveness of sins. As a parent, you're, you don't just have a child and you're like, all right, do whatever makes you feel good. Oh, well, maybe you do. Anyways, you, as, a, as a parent, you're gonna look at your child and say, I want the best for you. That's why my mom, when I was six years old, said, no, no you're gonna eat all your McNuggets, okay? You're gonna eat all of it and then you get the reward. If you are left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. It says, strengthen your lame knees, strengthen your drooping hands. Stand up, stand strong in your faith. Stand strong on the word of God. Stand strong in what he's calling you to do. Stop being disobedient and putting a, a, a deaf ear to what the Lord is calling you to do. Do it today. Today is a new day. Yes, his mercies are renewed, but it doesn't mean that you take that for granted. It doesn't mean that yesterday's sin, that you don't have to ask for forgiveness. Yes, you have to ask for forgiveness. And as we start playing this song in just a few moments, I, I'm not gonna tell you, hey, come to the front. I'm gonna see who's gonna be obedient this morning. Because this whole entire morning, 
you've maybe felt, even when uh, Lauren gave the call earlier or Pastor Jay gave the call earlier, you, you felt that tug in your heart, man, I wanna be free, but oh, I don't want people to know that I'm going through something. Who cares what people think? Amen. Who cares what people think? Pastor Landon preached last Sunday, his honor over our dignity. I don't care what people think because guess what? My God is gonna set me free. My God is gonna break my chains. My God is gonna remove my addiction. And I'm up here today to tell you, if he did it for me, this guy that was drinking and smoking and partying a month before he went to Bible college, a dirty sinner like me, he can do it for you. He absolutely can do it for you. So here's what we're gonna do. If that's you, if everybody wants to stand with me, if that's you, all I'm gonna say, it, to, there's, there's two calls this morning. If you wanna be free, set free from your life of, a life of sin, maybe you've come to this church multiple times and you've told Jesus, oh, I love you, but you haven't been living in that way and you need to repent. You need to start a new journey. You need to start afresh. Maybe you wanna start this journey with Jesus for the first time this morning and you felt that since the moment you walked in this building this morning. If that's you, I'm not gonna tell you to come forward. I want you to be obedient. So go ahead, be obedient. We're gonna wait a few moments. Be obedient. This altar is open. If we, if we have our prayer team, this altar is open. There's people that'll meet you here at the front to start a fresh journey. A fresh journey starts today with Jesus. A fresh journey starts today with Jesus. Be obedient now. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, go ahead and speak out in your prayer language. Pray for those that need to make that decision this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're being obedient. We're being obedient. Hallelujah. 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 Even if there's just one of you in the room that makes, makes that you need to make that decision, we're not gonna say, oh no, them. No, we're gonna celebrate with you. We're gonna celebrate with you. Go ahead, just be obedient, make that decision today. Come on. Come on. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? If there is, these altars are continually open, but the second part of this call this morning, the second part of this call this morning is you know for a fact that God has been calling you to give up something in your life. He's calling you to do something in your life that you have been like hesitant on. You're like, man, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. I don't want to do, I don't, I don't, I don't want to give this up. It's comfortable to me. I don't want to, I don't want to give up my addiction. It's all I've known for my whole entire life. No, today's a new day. 
His mercies are renewed today for you. His grace is sufficient for you today. Don't take it for granted. Don't ever say for once in your life, well, God's grace, God, God, God forgives me. He, he gives me grace for that sin from yesterday. Oh, I'm gonna smoke one more cigarette. I'm gonna drink one more beer. I'm gonna do one more thing. No, God is calling you away from the things of the world. It leads the world into addiction. If you need to give something up today, go ahead, come to the front, be obedient, give it up today. As Pastor Landon sings this song, Son of Suffering, I want you to be obedient. Walk out in obedience. Walk out in obedience. We're gonna have a praise party in here this morning for those of you that walk out in obedience. Blood and tears, how can you be? There's a God who hears, there's a God who bleeds. Oh, praise the one who would reach for me. Hallelujah to the Son of
Romans 6 says this, let not sin, sorry about that, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments of, for righteousness. For sin will, listen to this, this is something you speak of yourself every single day. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but you're under grace. You are under the grace of God. You are under his authority. You are under this authority. You are under his blood. During worship earlier, some of you came to the front. Some of you came to the front. You danced. You danced off that way. You danced off that ch those chains. But guess what? Not all of you that were supposed to be up here came up here. You weren't obedient to what God was calling you to do in that moment. And therefore you still feel weighty. You still feel heavy the way that you walked in here. But guess what? We're a church that believes the way you walk in here, you're not gonna walk out the same. We believe in a God that changes. We believe in a God that heals. So Pastor Landon, I don't care if you sing till your voice gives out. I, I wanna invite every single person, those of you that were up here earlier, and those of you that were supposed to be up here that weren't up here, come on, 
Come on, everybody, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's pack these altars. Come on, Let, this is how we're going to end out our service today. We are going to present, we're going to present our members to God as instruments for righteousness. Come on, let's present our bodies to God for righteousness this morning. Come on, come on. Go ahead, Pastor Landon. Oh, blood and tears, how can it be? There's a God who weeps, there's a God who leads. Oh, praise the one who would reach for me. Yeah. Hallelujah to the Son of suffering. Hallelujah, hallelujah to the What's your name? Janine. Can we give it up for Janine today? She started a new life. Come on, come on, come on. 
Let's go back into that glory to God in heaven. Glory to God in heaven. Come on, give it up for Janine. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, sing it out. Glory to God. Thank you for your obedience in sending your son to this earth to die for us. It's because of one man's obedience that we know life and life eternally this morning. So God, I pray, Lord God, that we would not keep this a secret to ourselves, but God, when we go out into this world, the way that we speak, the way that we act, the way that we conduct ourselves, Lord, I pray that in every single thing, every single detail of our day, that we are obedient to what you are calling us to do. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. And in Jesus' name, his people said, amen, amen. amen. Hey, we love you guys. We hope that you have an amazing week. All right, come on, one more time, Pastor Landon. Sorry about that. Go for it. Glory to God.